Hey everyone, welcome to another Game of Thrones Tower of Babel Breakdown. This one's for Season 5, Episode 4, Sons of the Harpy. And if you're playing along at home and listen to our other podcast, the Tower of Babel Podcast, and if you're not, you should be, this will be the second podcast in a row uh, where I'm hungover. So uh, <laughs> you can uh, take a drink if you're playing the Israel and Hungover drinking game, um, which is uh, pretty... You'd be... Not that drunk, because there's only two times so far. <laughs> um, what else, what else, what else? Oh, hey, um, are you following us on Twitter, Daniel? Do you, wait, do you use our Twitter account now still? You had a little short period there where you're using it. Now. Yeah, that's the only, I don't have my own Twitter account. It's mm. the only one I use. Okay. I kind of tag all my own tweets with a little DD. That's all I do. Because mm. your name is Daniel D'Souza. If you guys didn't know, I'm Julian. I'm joined by my co-host and book reader friend, Daniel D'Souza. Yeah. Um, and uh, for again, those who are new to the show, we break down the show uh, as a show. We don't uh, we don't spoil anything from future books. Um, not that we really can anymore that well because um, the books are, the show spoiling the books anyway. Um, and things are changing. Like I think even uh, this episode had a couple uh, non for sure book. There's some book changes. I don't know what would you call them. Um, Just deviations. Yeah. So uh, yeah, our Twitter account at Tower Babblecast. If you want to. Uh, hear our thoughts about different uh, nerdy things, including Game of Thrones or Star Wars or Avengers, all that good stuff. So, let's get into the episode. Um, this is episode four, which means that after this episode, there's no more leaked ones. So everyone's now on the same uh, the same page. No one can get ahead of uh, the game. And I think <laughs> I've done a pretty good job of avoiding spoilers. Um, it took a lot of willpower, but... We didn't watch either any of the leaked episodes until their air date. Yeah, I always watch them on the Sundays. It it just felt right, you know. Um, like as much as I love Game of Thrones, and I do love Game of Thrones, I couldn't bring myself to like to spoil myself. You know what I mean? And and for the show purposes of this show, it wouldn't really work, right? Like if I knew yeah. what happened three episodes ahead of the first, then you know what what are, what's the, what's there to talk about? What's there to speculate about? That's half the fun. Exactly. So, yes, let's get into it. Um, we got a new um, location on the opening credits. Dorne is finally there. Um, it's a weird one, though. Uh, it is. Cause I'm pretty <laughs> not happy with it. <laughs> not only is it weird because of like how they go to it, but it's also weird by the fact that it's just called just Dorne. And yeah. Isn't that like a pretty large place? That'd be like calling. Essentially, it's the name of the country, right? It's like <laughs> it's like a close-up of Winnipeg and then calling it Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like what well, if you could do it yourself? How would you? How would you do the opening credit scene? Well, it's not hard. First of all, I'd like to keep it all in Westeros. Like, I don't know why they went to Essos and then came back for Dorne, yeah. like a, a little add-on. But um, it's easy enough. They mentioned the name Sunspear a couple times within the episode. Why did they not call it Sunspear? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they thought I think, it was I think confusing. Because we didn't actually go to Sunspear proper in this episode. I guess. But, like we were just in the random some random desert in Dorne, so I guess they wanted to draw attention to that. Like to I guess give people an idea of the geography of where Dorne is, but, but it just feels dumb. Yeah, and they didn't do a very good job of the geography anyway because of the way that they go to like Essos and Marine and like yeah. uh, and all that stuff. And then they come back over to Dorne. You have if you didn't have you never looked at a map of Westeros and Essos? I've seen the maps before, not just the opening credits version. If you never looked at them, I don't think you'd have a very good idea of where Dorne is. Yeah, well, especially like during, especially during the opening credits, the, the map kind of twists and turns, and at some yeah. point, like it, like north isn't always north. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's all over the place. So I can see how that'd be confusing. Yeah. Okay, so 
we'll start in King's Landing. Um, lots of stuff going on there. Uh, the, this episode, um, we have a small council uh, scene. I always like small council scenes. This they used one, to be better. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> this one's smaller than normal, um, and uh, I, I do like um, Cersei's little comment about you know uh, it's not small enough uh, for her, I guess. So. Um, I'll get into like what Cersei and everything, what what she's doing exactly. But in this scene, in particular, uh, we find out that the Iron Bank of Bravos, who this is, I guess, the first time this season that's been mentioned, right? Um, so if you're playing the Iron Bank of Bravos drinking game, still isn't a drinking come. game for everything? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just one big drinking game, and me being hungover is worth one. <laughs> and mention of the Iron Bank was worth one because remember last season it was like every episode would get a, a, a mention of the yeah Iron they were Bank. they were trying to keep it relevant I guess yeah. keep it in, in the forefront of your minds <laughs> so they want back they're trying to collect on ten percent of the debt which probably doesn't even cover their interest mm-hmm. um, or interest payments never mind uh, their interest um, and Mace Tyrell who's now the master of everything. Um, is or just two things, I guess. He's just two things. Yeah, he's master of coin and ships, I think. Master of ships and coin. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> and that's basically because he's the richest man in the world at this point. Well, yeah. And because he'll do whatever Cersei tells him to do. Well, because he's also a goofball. <laughs> um, so he's all excited to go to. Cersei decides to send him <coughs> to Bravos to deal with the bankers uh, in person, because that's always so much better. We know how well that goes over. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he was excited. Like, he's excited for the honor of going, but he was yeah. trying to find an excuse to not go, right? Was he? I don't know. I thought he was kind of like... It's, it's, that's, that's the impression I got anyways. Hmm. I got the impression that when she said, you go you know, you go and look, I thought he was like pretty like, you know... Yeah, he, he stood up in his chair and he's like, oh, this is a great honor, but maybe I should do that. And then she just cut him off. Like, it was like two times that she just cut him off and said, no, you're going. Okay. It's, and, it's like, and, and she sent her favorite lapdog... Um, What's his name? Uh, Marin Trant. Marin Trant. Marin Trant. Good villain name, Marin Trant. Um, Knight of so, the Kingsguard. Yeah, exactly. The worst Knight of the Kingsguard, by the way. Just the he's well, the one that like ripped Sansa's dress that one time, right? He's he's kind of been like as a few Knights of the Kingsguard have been smushed into this one character. He's kind of the the focal point. The other ones don't really have characters or identities, right? I think one of them had a speaking line today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> one of them did. I mean, it was probably the first time in like long time that anyone but Trant actually spoke. Or yeah, Trant and Jamie and yeah. Barrison, I guess. Um, so she's he's going with uh, Mace, which is a Marjorie's uh, father. You get the impression there's something sinister at hand. I don't know what gave it away. <laughs> um, my here's my theory here is that she's gonna have Trant um, murder Tyrell. Uh, Mace Tyrell on the road to on the road or on the boat or whatever while they're away um, yeah I mean it would be easy enough to cover up I just don't know how like what does that really gain her well she, she doesn't benefit from that at all other than pissing Marjorie off which okay so I was going to talk about this later but I'm not really entirely certain what any of Cer- uh, Cersei's like motivation is here if mm-hmm. like you said it's unless it's everything she does is to just piss off Marjorie then it makes sense but if it sure. like is it consolidating trying to hold on to some sort of power for to what end like what like just just to have it because she does like another couple moves where she where she um arms the faith militant and we'll talk about that in a sec but 
what's the end goal there? If it's again, if it's only to piss off Marjorie, that's fine, I guess. It's pre- it's pretty thin, but if that's the, if that's the case, then okay. But I don't I don't I don't I'm not actually really I'm not really sure if that's what it, exactly what it is. What do you think? I, don't know. I think it's a bit of both. I think primarily like Cersei has been losing power here and there throughout the past couple seasons, and she's trying to find new allies and and retain whatever power she has left. And if she gets to piss Marjorie a lot off along the way, then you know she's more than happy to do so. I guess, but what? I think, but I don't think that's her. Her goal is necessarily just to piss Margie off. It's to get Margie out of there. Like she would love to kill her if she could, but she can't. But it's yeah. it's more about like it's more about her maintaining a presence in King's Landing, I guess. A, a, a power presence. Um, anything else about the scene that we should mention? Anything we we left out? I don't think so. No, it was a quick little yeah. Just quick in and out. Know that the Bra- the Bravos wants their money, and they like the land. Uh, as the opposite of the Lannisters, always collect on their debts. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we also then we move to a scene with Cersei and the High Sparrow, and uh, this we just kind of mentioned this a little bit already. But uh, she is reconsolidating her power, and what other way she's doing that? And this kind of puts more, shines more light on the scene from last week where she went to go see him, which we, we were kind of confused what was going on there as well. Um, so she has decided to arm the Faith Milton. So she gives a kind of a little bit of backstory. You know how I love backstory. Yeah. Um, so what does that mean? What is she talking about exactly? Um, what is a faith militant? I like you know what I mean. Like give me the, give me the the lowdown here, the rundown. Well, I mean you kind of understand what it is at, later on in the episode. They're they're like a, a religious army, right? Okay. They're they're like crusaders. Um, they've been it's been illegal. They've been uh, not a part of Westeros history for like I think it's like two hundred some odd years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were outlawed, but she's bringing it back because she wants them on her side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they pretty much they they you know support the faith of the seven and nothing else. Okay, so they um, again does does Cersei even have power to do these actions? Like I don't I'm not fully. It's sort of weird. Like they didn't really <laughs> do, they don't really explain that. She just kind of does it. Right. Um, I think she does still have some semblance of power as as the queen regent because but, Tommen is so young. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like she he, now that he's married, he has a, an actual queen. So she yeah. should have probably more of those ruling. So Marjorie powers. would have had the same type of power. She just chose not to do it, and you, she can't go ahead and disband them now because the 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 people wouldn't like that, and it would, it would make her look bad. It's all like it's a politics game, right? Okay. She has to save face in front of the people. So do the people like the idea of the <laughs> of the faith Milton? Is this a good th- idea? It's weird. I think they do, but like. A lot of the, the common folk at this point kind of hate the Lannisters, right? They, they went, later on in the episode, they're calling Tommen an abomination yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So that's something that they would want the Faith Militant to get out of the capital, right? Okay. Yeah, but I mean, Cersei's smarter, like, I guess. But if, I, I guess they I don't, don't know. know if, she is. I don't know if, um, like, you, are you saying, like, she maybe she may unleashed a caged uh, lion here? Like, she kind of, <laughs> by, oh, by doing this, she might have, like... You let the cat out of the bag a little well, bit. Well, I think we'll see what happens, but she's definitely created a, a, a new um, power player, and I don't think she fully understands their motivations. So I think she thinks that she's in control; she can use them yeah, because she has uh, some power over them. But the truth is that she doesn't. They don't give. They don't give a shit about her. They, they all they care about is their mm-hmm. gods and their high septon, right? Exactly. So, obviously, so we find out we get a nice little montage of uh, of. Brutality, I, call, I, I called it, where you see, not only do you see people's Brutality. faces being like, <laughs> no, Daniel's not Mortal Kombat. I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, you get like the foreheads being carved, which is already pretty messed up, but then you also see them like 
going around like ransacking, which we also got like um, uh, Littlefinger's brothel was ransacked again. That same <laughs> uh, was it the same guy or is it a different guy? Where he's like, "This is Sir Peter Baelish's establishment," and it's he gets just guy, yeah. slapped again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember um, what they named him, but it's the same dude. He's, like, like, in charge while Littlefinger's gone. I guess, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, it didn't work the first time. You to just say <laughs> it's Littlefinger's establishment. It's not going to work the second time, especially when they come in with weapons, you know? Um, so they're going around. Um, what are they doing? They're kind of arresting people who are breaking the religious law. Um, yeah, all, all the shitty people. The sinners. Right? The sinners, exactly, yeah. yeah so... Then we, they go in. The be, the big part takeaway here is that they go and arrest Loras um, for being gay, which is weird because that's not common knowledge. It's like a big. It's a rumor. Everybody talks about it, but it's not. It's never been proven. You know yeah. what I mean? So they just did it anyways. Yeah, and it's know. not like he was. It's not like he was like in bed with like it, the scene would make more sense, right? If he was like in bed with another. Yeah, dude. If they caught him in the act. But no, he's just out like playing with his sword. Excuse the pun. <laughs> 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 but. Um, yeah, okay, so he's arrested. At first I thought like they were going to like murder him or something, but no, they just, I guess they don't do that because that's also bad, so they just threw him in jail. Um, I think they would be more than willing to murder someone in the name of their god, but they haven't yet, I guess. Okay, uh, they still haven't crossed that line. Um, what else? Uh, is anything anything else to take away from that as well? I think that, that covers that. That's the faith militant, yeah. They, yeah. They're, they're carving the seven-pointed star into their forehead. It's, it's, like, it's essentially their cross. It's their symbol of the faith of the seven. Okay. And um, I don't think they're going to do it in the show, but that means they're, they are the poor fellows. It's kind of like poor people that just decide to take up the cause, and then there are certain knights that are the warrior's sons. It's like a different sect of the same okay. thing. It's not important, really. So then we get uh, Marjorie. She's pretty pissed off that her brother's in jail, as you know, you would be. Understandably, yeah. yeah. So, but she kind of slips up in her like manipulations of uh, of Tommen, get lets her emotions get the better of her a bit, and uh, kind of like raises her voice to like kind of like yells at him a bit, and kind of like like back like I don't know like uh, he doesn't know how to react to that exactly, and right away she's like, oh, what did I do? And then like right away is like back into her like, oh dear, blah blah blah. Um, she's like, go tell Cersei because she knows that Cersei what Cersei did here. Um, Go tell Cersei to let me release my brother, essentially. Um, so she goes, so Tommen goes to see Cersei, and Cersei plays the old, uh, oh no, the technicality card. I'm not, te- I'm not the one technically. Well, she holding. didn't say it. It just <laughs> happened. It's not her fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I just, I just did this. You know what? What they do, that's up to them. You know, I, I, I exactly. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. It's not. It's not. My, I can't do anything. You know, my hands are tied. So, um, and the way she, the way Tommy does it too, it's like, it's like a kid going to ask her parents for money for ice cream, <laughs> you know, like mom, Hey, um, my wife's brother's kind of in jail. Can you maybe let, let him out? You know, um, yeah, pretty much, which is again, short Tom and I, I kind of like Tom just cause he's so innocent, you know, first, especially for a Lannister, mm-hmm. although no, he's not technically, you know what I, you know what I mean? I guess technically is one, but I mean to everyone else he's he's a Baratheon, whatever. Um, I always forget that, by the way, like that he's not like people. His name is technically Tom and Baratheon. Tom and Baratheon, not, yeah, not Lannister. Um, so he then has to go talk to the High Sparrow, and the High Sparrow is apparent. He's in the Sept, 
Um, is that like his place now? Is he allowed to just? He's allowed to just own it. He's in there. I training? think they didn't. They didn't quite say this, but uh, you can assume that he's the new High Septon, not just the High Sparrow. Okay. Like he's taking over in, in, in charge of the entire religion. So. Yeah, they don't say that at all, and I, I, I don't know, but I don't know if that's even for. In the other episode, like she puts the, the high sparrow in the dungeon, and she kind of yeah, goes no, and says, septin. "Like I want you to fix everything." Oh yeah, you're right, yeah. high, high septin, and I want you to fix the everything that's going on and, okay. and bring the faith back. So you kind of have to take a leap of faith. Yeah, no. So if I see the high sparrow or high sparrow slash high septin next time, he's wearing like gold robes and stuff. I'm gonna be pretty pissed off. <laughs> um, so Tommen. <clears throat> Kind of, he, I don't know, he waltzes up in his box. Um, the whole idea of carrying someone in a box to me is, like, so absurd. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely the weirdest thing. So he gets out, and he has his uh, king's guard with him, and he's kind of barred entry by the, like, these faith militants or whatever. Um, and Tommen, being the smart, the smart, innocent king that he is, refuses to use violence to, to get in there uh, to mm-hmm. go talk to him. So he backs down, and like you mentioned, there's like regular people out on the streets that are like yelling at him, calling him abomination. Um, I hear what else they say, but that's the that's the one that stands out most in my mind. Um, he I don't know if he had how he he doesn't really know how to take it either. He's kind of like taken aback, but he's not about hey. to be like his brother and be like you know murder everyone, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what what do you make of this this Tommen stuff? Well, it's like you've said a couple of times that he he's so innocent and so gentle. Like he he doesn't know what to do, and he's been sheltered for his entire life, and living in the castle, told that the you know the people love the king and the people will listen to the king, and then, you know, he goes down there and nobody is. He doesn't know what to do, and yeah. he, he runs away. He runs back to mommy essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, to his wife or or time. Marjorie. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I love that the high sparrow is like he's well, he can't be seen because he's praying, which is really convenient because if you're a man of like if you're a holy man, you could just use that like excuse at any time no no no! i can't talk i'm i'm praying and they, like you li- literally could be doing that anytime so um i just feel like he's gonna try to distance himself from everything and like try to keep because he i think he knows that he what he's trying to pull off is although to him is like righteous knows that there'll be some sort of there'll be some backlash mm-hmm. so um and by him i mean the high sparrow well, does he have an actual name do we know or is it just they high haven't sparrow? they haven't given him a name yet okay so uh, he goes back to Mar- or Tommen goes back to Marjorie, tells him tells her that he, nothing could be done without violence. Uh, essentially, she gets pissed off again and tells him that uh, she has to go see her family. Does that mean she's going to go see Lady Olena? I don't know. I yeah, well, so. I think she mentioned that she was talked to her grandmother earlier in the episode, and her, like Loris is in, is mm-hmm. imprisoned and her dad's gone. So like, what other family would she be talking about? Yeah, it's true. So, so is she going so. back to High Garden? I don't. Maybe it, it's like she storms off, like she's gonna leave. But I think she's. Pro- I think I, it'd be more likely that Elena'd be coming to King's Landing, don't you think? Which would be awesome. I hope so. I think she's just the best. <laughs> Elena versus Cersei, yeah. Oh, and and you know that Cersei doesn't would not hold up very yeah, well against no. that, especially um, in this state. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, everything in King's Landing. Lots of power moves here. Some to, uh, some some going up. Some going down. Uh, the Tyrells have been kind of taken down a notch by Cersei's uh, different power plays here. Um, but she, with so much power, now she's collected a little bit more power. She's kind of, I don't know if she's using it properly. You know what I mean? Cersei? Um, yeah. As, I, I, it, it really feels like she's just lashing out. You know? Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, I, I, if, 
again, like I said, don't understand her motivations. Hopefully, they become more clear. Usually, there's got there's some sort of end game, but it really just seems like she's just, um, just trying to piss people off for the sake of pissing people off. Which, yeah, she's just throwing her weight around. But like, I don't know, like, what else do you want her to do? Like, what else yeah. could she do? She's losing all everything that she had ever cared about. Yeah, it's like, but is Cersei this easily goaded by Marjorie that she like should yeah. do all these things? Like, I think we've we've seen that out of the Lannister children, she really is the most easily goaded. Like she, she has this Napoleon complex where she has to prove how how good she is. She has to prove that she's better and smarter than everyone else, and her hubris is getting the better of her. I, you're right. So I think if in traditionally in a traditional show or really in in the way that these kinds of things work, she's kind of setting herself up to fall, like to fail here. Mm. Like it's gonna there's it's there's gonna be a backlash. And it's probably gonna be a pretty big one. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see that happen um, in the next few episodes. Um, so let's move over to Castle Black, and usually this is where my favorite scenes are. This week, not as not as much, but we yeah, do get a little a, slower. But I do get a, we do get a really nice scene with Stannis and his daughter Shireen. Um, it's it's always good to point out and to savor the moments that are like sweet and innocent and nice in the show because we don't get a lot of them, and especially coming from San, Stannis. Exactly. So he's barely like especially the last few seasons. Um, he's been very cold, very much a, a like a stone figure, you know. Mm-hmm. So we get this scene that it really humanizes him, um, and I think I don't know if it's on purpose of the show, but they, I, I, I kind of think they they are doing it on purpose, trying to get us to like Stannis a little bit more. It's been tough to like him as a character, <laughs> yeah, understandably so, you know. But I think you know he's done a, he's said a few things, done a few things in this season uh, that really endear him uh to us as an audience um, i think status is like he's the kind of person you wish you could like you know like he, mm-hmm. he would be an okay king but he he just is too hardcore and he <laughs> like too unforgiving yeah. of everyone else other than his daughter i guess but so we kind of get again more backstory of how shireen came to have her grayscale apparently some dornish um like salesman comes with a a, a doll and uh which was so I didn't I didn't really understand how this worked, but I guess it's transmitted through touch of like yes. objects of stuff. Okay, or, um, or skin to skin or whatever, okay. right? Okay, um, but she's not contagious anymore. Is that what we're supposed to? Yeah, say? like it's it's um, I guess dormant. Okay, or so stagnant. He took. He, he essentially says that he spared no expense um, to to cure her, bringing in all the healers and some other word that I thought was fancy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the word was, but I remember distinctly thinking... Wow, Apothecaries. Think, yeah, okay, thank you. Um, I don't know what those are, but uh, I assume that they're important. Like, they make potions. Mm, okay. Potioneers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, I, I just really like this scene. I just wanted to linger on that for a bit. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was awesome. have a nice little hug, and then he has this big thing about, you are, you know, Princess Shireen of the House Baratheon, and, you know, you're my daughter, blah, blah, blah. Really nice. Touching. Which does lead you to believe that one of them might die soon. Uh, <laughs> maybe you want to look at things that way well I, I might be a little cynical but only because the show made me that way and uh, and because the show also proves that <laughs> later in this episode uh, that any t- most of the time of it a, yeah. a, a character gets a nice love like nice warm scene that usually something bad happens to them right after so um, we also get a line about this being sent off to the stone men Daniel who are the stone men okay we know uh, it's in Essos. It's on the River Rhoyne. There, anybody who has grayscale, like it, it, 
it continues and it, it essentially turns them into sort of like a, a gargoyle zombie sort of thing. Oh, okay. That's good. So there's a little area in Essos where the stone men live and they live on the river and if anybody if they touch anybody, they'll turn them into a stone man and blah, blah, blah. So often in Westeros, if, if a child is afflicted with this, they would send them that way, just, you know, mm. out of sight, out of mind. Okay. All right. That's, that's it's, cool. It's, it's interesting that they mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll see them at some point. I think they've mentioned they they've now done teases. T- one was with uh, Gilly. She mentioned something about uh, about Greystale. Yeah. And then now uh, Stannis. So I think we might be setting up to be to seeing them sometime this season. I hope so. That'd be cool. Um, so then we get a scene with John in his office. I guess for uh, lack of a better word, and or Sam Commander's chambers. Mm, sorry. So. <laughs> So he, uh, Sam has um, done up some paperwork for John to sign. Uh, I guess even as a Lord Commander, you can't escape paperwork. Um, and they need people. I guess that's the, uh, they need more men at... Uh, yeah, they're requesting men from everybody, everywhere. Okay. That's just what the Lord, like they often, they, like probably monthly they do this. Where they just send out a letter saying, hey, got any prisoners? Like any, yeah, them. exactly. Any, literally anybody will take and will use <laughs> Um So... Obviously, the big the big one here is that the last one that he gets is a, a request from the Boltons, and uh, Sam makes a smart you know uh, uh, you know saying that uh, you know we we can't really pick and choose who we get our people from. They're the war. He's the warden of the north right now, and they have the most probably the most men to send or the most power to send men. Right, so you can't. And you've made it this oath about not uh, getting involved, so you should just. You should just bite the bullet. You have to suck it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do like that he kind of like wavers. Like, I don't want to do this, that he murdered my brother. and You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So at least he, he's not so like completely detached, even though he likes to say he is. It's not like John is, he's conflicted, right? It's not that he's he's forgotten all these things or he's mm-hmm. ignoring these things. It's that he's choosing like the higher path and it's hard yeah. for him. So this is an example of that. But he does do it. So maybe we'll be seeing some new uh, recruits in uh, a Castle Black sometime soon. Mm-hmm. So John, um, Sam leaves and Melisandre comes to, to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she comes to tempt John with the classic I'm a girl and you're, you're a boy move. Um, and this, it really does help put, shine more light on that scene in the elevator in like the first episode of the season, which was like super awkward and weird. Or like where she asked him if, you were, <laughs> if he was a virgin. <laughs> um, so she kind of, she like flashes him, kind of, you know, Sits on his lap. Does try to tries he tries to seduce him. I'm not sure what Melisandre is like going for here because she doesn't want Stannis to know that she did this either, right? So yeah, she's playing to her own um, ends, but we're still not really clear as to what those are, um, which is really, 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 really. It, it is kind of it's kind of <laughs> odd. Like as far as we know, her only ends are the the Lord of Light, right? Yeah. Whatever her God wants her to do. That's not really the, the impression that we get from this scene, though. She seems a little. Weirdly flirty and kind of yeah, uh, more yeah, less less more like this is your duty, you know. Do me. This is what the god demands. Yeah, more like, more like you know, hey. I'll never tell. Yeah. So he says. John says no. He says you know he had a again he played the uh, I've uh, taken an oath, but again John, we know you already broke <laughs> that oath. It doesn't hold water when you <laughs> when that's happened, right? So, um, but. Really, what he says is he's still in love with Egret, who we all know is dead, which is really sad. You should probably move on a little bit, John. She's not coming back. Sorry, buddy. And well, it's, it's still pretty fresh. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess time. it wasn't that Come long. Come on. I, all right, that's fair. Um, 
but uh, yeah, and then she drops the old "you don't know, uh, you don't know anything, Jon Snow," which is like you know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, excuse me. Um, which again, I, don't, I, don't, I guess that's her magic. Lows no lets her know that. <clears throat> yeah, also kind of weird. He he gives her a weird look too because he recognizes it and like she said it. Uh, she wasn't just throwing it out there. It's like she said yeah. it for a purpose, right? Like she said it so that he would recognize. It, yeah, and which like, I, I have no idea what that means. Yeah, there's a lot of questions here. I think more questions than any answers really in this scene. It was really, it was, it was, it was weird to see her come and like to do this. I don't know, like, was she trying to get another smoke assassin baby? Because I think she mentioned something along those. Like, you have the power to create. Uh, I don't remember yeah, exactly you know, what the line is. She, yeah, she, I, was, I was a little distracted um, at the time, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Again, so there's there's a lot going on uh, here, and I'll get to it uh, later. But there's a there's a big fan theory out there, right, for John uh, with the book readers. I don't know, yeah. is it a spoilery to talk about that? I'm not sure. It's, it's the kind of thing I would want to give a spoiler, and we should talk about it at the end. But I would want to give it like a big spoiler warning before we talk about it. Okay, and like, it's a I guess it's a fan theory. So there's no as long as we're not talking about anything, as long as you don't give away anything else that you know uh, from the books that would that hasn't happened yet. In yeah. relation to that theory, I think we can talk about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, so, hey, do you remember those leeches that from uh, from a while ago? Yes. Who are the names again? I just want to... So this is what... I'm, I'm actually a little mad at the show for doing this, but the names on the leeches were the usurper Rob Stark, the usurper yeah. Joffrey Baratheon, and the usurper Balon Greyjoy. We haven't seen anything of the Greyjoys this season or last season, really, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but whatever, those are the three. Okay, so we know well. Rob is dead, and, uh, and Joffrey's dead, and Joffrey's dead. So that leaves Balon Greyjoy Balon left. Greyjoy. Yes. But again, we haven't seen him in a while. Okay, because uh, I was I wasn't wondering. I was thinking, trying to remember if um, um, Tywin was on that on that list, but because uh, no, I remember it, he died. It was I was, just yeah, no. three out of the five kings in the War of Five Kings. Okay, fair enough. So, um, anything else uh, about the Melisandre stuff that we need to touch on? Other than what we'll t- talk about later, yeah. no. Okay. So, um, Winterfell. We'll move over to there. Um, we got in the recap this week. We got uh, another season. Well, every time that, that we see Ned Stark in any of the recaps, it's always nice. Um, so Ned was. We see the crypt scene from I think maybe even the first episode of the first season, or one of the one of the really early episodes, yeah. first or second. Um, and that's where we find uh, Sansa. And again, we haven't seen that crypt since that episode, so that's it's, that's cool that it, they even still have that set still going. <laughs> um, and we get more backstory, and I love backstory. <laughs> I, get, I can't emphasize this enough. And this stuff is really interesting to me. So, I re- and we get we might get two mentions of um, da- uh, Daenerys's brother, um, Rhaegar. Rhaegar. So, Dan, can you recap this whole thing okay. in uh, like <sighs> with, with spoilers? Okay. Um. At this okay, so the whole battle, the reason Robert Baratheon became king, mm-hmm. right, was that Rhaegar Stark kidnapped, or Rhaegar Targaryen, sorry, kidnapped Lyanna Stark. And Rhaegar was Rhaegar the king at the time? He was the prince at the time. The prince Mad King the was still the okay. king. Okay. So he was the son. He was the heir to the throne. Okay. And uh, at the battle, at the tourney at Hall, he named Lyanna Stark the queen of beauty rather than his wife, Elia of, Elia of Dorne. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, and then after, after which... At some point, it's not really clear. He kidnapped Lyanna Stark, raped her, and killed her. Okay, it's, yeah, that's like, the that's, story. That's what's believed. That's why Robert went to okay. war. That's why Ned went to war. Okay, and that's why the Targaryens are dead. Okay, all right. <sighs> okay, thank you. That I, I, I do. I, it clears lots of things up for me. <laughs> um, 
but okay, so we get uh, the line from Sir, uh, from Sansa where she said where she mentioned well, they're talking about um, Ned's sister. It's Ned's sister, right? That's yes. Okay, we get the line from about Ned's sister about how uh, or from Sansa about Ned's sister about about the raped and uh, kidnapped and raped thing. And then, like you said, that's what everyone believes because and then Littlefinger gives her like a look, like hmm? I, I guess I, I just made a look. This is an audio podcast. You couldn't see my look. <laughs> But like, uh, like, uh, like, is there a look like, uh, is that really what happened? Or is that, is that, is that what you heard kind of thing? Yeah. Because it's it's not really clear. Yeah. It's not clear. And I don't, I think she still obviously believes that that's what happened, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Um, she's been taught that her entire life. And I don't really think she picked up on that look anyway. So I think it was more for us than it was for her. Yeah. Um, so what else? We find out that, uh, Ba- okay, so Baelish's plan here is he's going back. We found out we already knew last from last week that he's going back to uh, King's Landing. Um, so he kind of elaborates on what that what that means for Sansa. Um, so his bet slash plan here is that he's gonna he believes that Stannis is going to win and uh, take Winterfell, right? Um, and then she's going to leave and leave Sansa in charge as the um, wardeness of the North, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he says anyway. Um, and this sounds like a lovely plan and something that I would like to see happen and probably lots of other show viewers will see happen, so it probably won't happen. Yes. <laughs> um, and Sansa is rightly concerned that uh, what, if, what if he's wrong, right? Uh, and he, he pretty much just tells her that uh, she'll figure it out and to keep Ramsey under her thumb. See, and... yeah, this is why, like, you, you get the impression, like, Littlefinger, like, he has his plans, and he's not letting Sansa know, because that's, that cannot be his actual plan. <laughs> it seems like so much like, yeah, well, we'll see what happens, you know? Like, well, what, what if Stannis, Stannis wins and still doesn't want Sansa as the wardeness of the North or whatever? Like, yeah. there's, there's so many variables. Or because she's married to Ramsey, has her, you know, I mean, she, I don't imagine he would have her killed just because of that, you know? Um, yeah. Because knowing that she is a Stark, but... Well, it's, I don't know. Really, the big takeaway here is that his plans seem a little fragile, and that he's a big creep. But we knew that, that already. Or that that we already knew. Or that he doesn't he hasn't revealed his plans all the way, and that he's going back to Kingsland. Yeah, um, he does give that. He he's tried to kiss Sansa before, right? This is not the first time. I think he has kissed her before. But it was again. It was like the similar, like just she just kind of stood there, like a yeah. mm, like <laughs> like please don't, please don't, like oh god, it's happening. <laughs> um, Okay, so it just it just again when he does this kind of stuff, it's so weird that she that he would marry off that he would marry her off to Ramsay, right? Like it it doesn't it doesn't hold. And we talked about this last week, but like they just clash. It it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. for him to have still have these clearly these feelings, these really creepy old people feelings about <laughs> uh, Sansa. Um, it's adorable and... that you call them old people. <laughs> when a mommy and a daddy really love each other, they like to kiss each oh, other, and that's old people these. feelings. <laughs> and uh, and he would still want to marry her. Like it, it just seems so like if we like we said his plans are so fragile, it would be like it only takes one thing going wrong for him to lose Sansa altogether, right? Yeah. So, not to mention like, he doesn't know that Ramsay's a fucking crazy person. So, I'm really excited. This is like my favorite storyline. This like this this battle really? that's about to happen at uh, not the oh, Sansa. Okay. I thought you meant this, the Sansa stuff. Everything that's going to be happening at Winterfell is going to be that's coming to a head right away. Like I feel like 
Well, it's got to be soon. Yeah, he said within Stannis a fortnight. Stannis keeps saying he's leaving, right? Or Stannis keeps saying he's leaving. Like, just leave already. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm just really excited to see what happens with Winterfell, right? Um, so, let's move on to... Unless there's anything else you want to mention. No, we can move on. Okay. Uh, Jamie and Bronn, uh, they're on a boat heading to Dorne. Um, they get a nice little shot of uh, Tarth, which is, I guess, an island, right? Yeah. Um, gives a nice little smile, like, hey, that's where Brienne's from. And then that's it. <laughs> um, and then they have the scene under, like, in the like the bottom of the, like, the boat there. Uh, and uh, this is a really, like, a really fun scene. Again, every scene with Braun, though, <laughs> is always a lot of fun. Um, and they kind of just, they kind of talk about, like, this, the kind of, like, the plan here. Kind of like a, it's, it's basically a suicide mission. He gives him a nice little line about, like, oh, uh, we're going to go save our, your niece. And he's like, oh, niece, eh? Like, everyone knows already, Jamie. And you're not going to, you're not really going to even tell me, even though you're sending me off essentially to die, you know? Yeah. After we've been, th- after we've been through so much, you still can't, <laughs> you know, you still can't tell me the truth. Um, and then he has a great line about how people in Dorne only like to fucking fight and fight and fuck, which is, I thought, classic, classic um, brawn. That's all brawn likes to do and <laughs> well, spend money. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he also has a, he always seems to have a lot of wisdom for um, a sellsword, you know? Street smarts. He says that, you know, bribes don't always work that well because people really don't like your family. <laughs> um and uh also oh, that's no way to bribe someone give him a bag of gold and then send them on the way he gets the gold and he can do whatever he wants after <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, that's I'm not like, how that works oh jamie you're so you're so you're so innocent still it's so funny <laughs> um and then also has what else does he say um he asked the right he always just knows to ask the right questions so i was like why didn't you send instead of why is it just me and you first of all why didn't you send 50 versions of me Bron, saying that or an army and he said well i don't want to start a war and it has to be me Right, which is the, the whole thing about you know, really it's your niece, you know. Um, so, just love this. I just think it, it was just a lot of fun. Um, and Jamie's clearly just like on the defensive the whole time. And Bronze, it's weird because Bronze has all the power here, even though Jamie technically is the one who holds a lot of power. You know what I mean? Um, especially because he only has the one hand, and has mentioned that he's still not very good at using it, uh, fighting. Um, and then we do get a, f- a fight scene. So they get to they get to. Uh, to Dorne, they're on. It's all sandy. They get caught by uh, uh, I some guess random riders. Some random, yeah, Dornish riders. Um, they try to lie; doesn't work very well. Uh, then they fight. But the big, obviously, the big takeaway is when uh, Jamie like uses his golden hand to like block the sword. And can I just say, say I don't know. I, I know I didn't probably mention this earlier on the show, but I should have. Why is this the first time this has like occurred to him to yeah, do that? Yeah, it's essentially like a, a hand-shaped shield. Like yeah. <laughs> It's like, he's like, he looks at it, like, when it happens, he looks at it like, whoa, like, he's so surprised. Like, oh, yeah. But, like, this is pretty, like, to me, it's pretty freaking obvious. Like, this is shit, like, it's really heavy, um, you imagine, right? Mm-hmm. And um, a lot, it's two weapons. He has a, his sword in his left hand. It's not as good as it. But he also has, like, this massive, like, blunt object in his right hand, uh, or as his right hand, that allows him to block uh, swords and other stuff that's sharp. So I don't I don't understand why this is the first time this has happened. Well, I mean it's it's not exactly like that's not your first instinct is to throw your hand in front of a sword. Oh, it was for him in this for some reason. Like, yeah, at this point, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, there's been some really there's some pretty good um, action scenes in this episode. Uh, so I just want to call this is 
probably better than the finale fight scene. Uh, it's pretty cool. Just, just based like it looked better. It was better lit. Uh, so it was more easy to see what was going on, and there was horses involved. So that's always fun. Um, although one does get killed. Probably not in real life though. So don't worry, uh, Peta. <laughs> um, anything else with uh, Jamie and Braun uh, that we can mention? Uh, not really. That's, that's, it didn't really. There wasn't a lot going on. It was just now they're in Dorne, and, and you get to see a bit of the Dornish landscape. It's mm-hmm. all sand, mm-hmm. which makes sense because they name things after sand and snakes a lot. So mm-hmm. let's uh, <laughs> let's get to that. So somewhere else <laughs> in Dorne, uh, we have the sand snakes, um, and the sand snakes are Oberyn's children. Yeah, they're Oberyn's daughters, each from a different mother. Okay. Um, so this is where I, I looked this up. So we have there's three of them. Um, Obara, she is um, played by Keisha Castle Hughes. She's from some movie called uh, The Whale Rider. Never seen it. Um, she fights with a spear. Yeah. And there's the middle sister uh, Nymeria, who uses a bullwhip, a la um, 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 Indiana Jones. Doctor. Or Doctor. Thank you. And and then there's the youngest, uh, and they, they called her the crop top, <laughs> crop top uh, Tyene, um, who uses double daggers. Um, that's cool, I guess. So they're all they're like they're supposed to be like really good fighters, I guess is the idea. They're all really good fighters. They each have their own specific. Like Obara is kind of like her father. She's the fighter with the spear, and she's kind of yeah. up front. Whereas uh, I think I can't remember how it works. One of them, I think, it must be Tyene, given this description. She's like she's really cute and sweet, but like she always has daggers hidden all over her body or something uh-huh. like that. That kind of stuff. Like they just each have their different, their own style, but they're all Oberyn's daughters. They're loyal to him, and they want to go to war in his name. Okay, so they found out that the captain did try. <laughs> the captain did rat out Jamie, which is funny. But the really big, t- I think, the biggest takeaway from this scene is that they spent time burying him to his neck, putting scorpions on him, and then putting a bucket on his head, um, mm-hmm. which spends like seems like a lot of work for like very insignificant person. I mean, Maybe the hole was already there or something. It's, that seems unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a perfectly perfect uh, person-shaped sh- uh, hole that's right the perfect uh, depth to be right up to the guy's neck. It just seems like a lot of unnecessary work. It does look cool, but just very unnecessary. For um, sure. Especially because like the, the the information that he had to give like was freely given. They didn't need to <laughs> yeah. torture him. You know what I mean? Like, like he was they, he just are, he was already ratting them out. They didn't need to do that. Are they just upset that they that he brought Jamie in the first place? Is that why? Like I don't I don't really get it. Yeah, so, I don't know. They just don't they, care. They just, they just kill want, him anyways. They just want to show off that they're badass. I guess. Yeah. Um, who else is in the scene? It's uh, what's her name? Elaria. Uh, Elaria Sand. Elaria. Um, so. Is she having a thing with one of the sand snakes now? Or are they kind of like... No, no, that's her daughter. Oh. Oh. Tyene is her daughter. Oh, okay, okay. The other two are from different mothers, and Ilaria is Oberyn's most recent paramour. So Tyene, and I think in the books there are two younger ones that are also her daughters, but I don't know if they'll be in the show. Okay. So the whole thing with Dorne, how like they just like all the... There's so many like bastard children, and they're all just running around, and it's not, it's all totally fine. Makes... Keeping track of whose parents are who's <laughs> very difficult and very well, confusing. especially with Oberyn. He's he yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, so what's their plan here? They're gonna go find. They found out Jamie that they're gonna go find him and kill him. That's the plan. I think so. Okay, is they're gonna do that, but but also like the larger plan is that they're gonna get the entire country on their side and oh, okay. go to war, whether or not Duran Martel will allow it. Mm. 
Which seems odd because he's. Also, I think they mentioned that they want to they want to kill Marcella, right? Mm, I guess, or I I think they still I think they still understand that Marcella is like a valuable um, maybe commodity. Yeah. Like it's important to keep her alive. I think for now, I don't know if they're just really upset about it still. So maybe 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 they do want to kill her. Um, then we have Tyrion and Jorah, and we haven't had a to me we haven't had a Tyrion scene like this in a long time where it really just shows off how much smarter he is than everyone else. Yeah. Um, so we find we find out a couple things in the scene. So Tyrion, <laughs> wait, does the does the episode start with Jorah stealing a boat? Is it the first thing? Yeah, yeah, he happened? knocks some guy. Out. <laughs> Which also, how did that guy not know? You're a, it's on a beach. It's not like he was hiding. He just <laughs> yeah. walked up and the guy's surprised and, by and it. in water too. It's like yeah, like, it's <laughs> it's water and sand. He's not moving fast. He's not being quiet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. I just thought it was funny because it's like just some, I'm like oh okay what's his nice it's like just and the guy like looks up he's like who huh? and then just gets knocked out <laughs> yeah well at least he doesn't kill him I'm like oh if you leave him in the water he's gonna drown like, he like he pulls him out at least I guess how not, how kind of him mm. um, steals his boat right and then uh, so they're on their way to Marine and I love how Tyrion's like what a waste of a good kidnapping <laughs> and uh, he kind of he. He has the gag out of his mouth, which allows him to speak, which is convenient because you like hearing Tyrion speak. Um, and uh, he pieces together who he is, like, right like, like a boss. It's so great. He's like, oh, well, you have a bear on your on your shield. It's like, you know, it's expensive armor. You're obviously uh, Jorah Mormont. You can tell right? that he's a northern, yeah. Yeah, because he's white, right? So that helps. <laughs> um, so... Uh, he really makes a great point, like, like what's your, like, to Jorah, like, what's your plan here? You know, like, you've been sent away, you, we, I already figured out you've been sent away by uh, uh, Daenerys. So you're going to take me back and try to, and, and and by bringing me back, you're going to win uh, win her favor? Like, yeah. And he's like, that's, you don't know that's even going to work. Half, for all you know, you're the one who's going to get killed, and I'm, like, I'm the one, you know what I mean? Like, you don't even know, and he's like, ah, shit, you're right, and then just goes and knocks him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, George's never really been a thinker. He's not a smart man. He's more about muscle than smarts. I guess. I don't, I've, I've never really considered him a dumb guy, though. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he has, like, he has wisdom in that he's traveled the world, and he kind of understands uh, certain types of people, but he's not on Tyrion's level. Like, Tyrion, yeah. you know, thinks it through to the yeah. to the end game. Um, and George is, like, I mean, we saw him for the first time in a while last week, but he just seems so not himself. Like, he's just really, uh, really sad. Like, really, de- seems, like, really depressed, um, grumpy. Like, even though he's sailing that boat, you know, he, he's got no worries right at that point. Like, he's got Tyrion there, gag. He doesn't have to worry about anything, but he's just sitting there, like, yeah, well, like, I mean, all he's brooding. got is work. He has, he has no one to fight for. He has nothing, he has no purpose at this point, yeah. right? His only purpose is to try to get back to Daenerys, and she and like Tyrion mentioned, he doesn't even know if she'll accept him. Yeah. So I do like that uh, we clear up the fact right away that he's going to Daenerys not to see Cersei, which is yeah. Which they is, leave, yeah. they did leave that a little. Uh, <coughs> but I think to most people, it was, pre- it was pretty obvious. I think it's like well, he only has he's only elite, his only allegiance is to one queen. He doesn't really care. Well, I mean, his, he started with the other queen, yeah. so, like, so he could have easily gone there, and he would have been granted a knighthood again, or his knighthood back, and, and a uh, lordship probably in mm-hmm. Westeros easily if he had done it that way. But he's not going to do that, which is convenient for all of us because we like seeing Tyrion live. Um, <laughs> anything else uh, you want to mention about that? No, we'll just see what happens. Like he, he doesn't have much of a plan, like we mentioned, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited. It's pretty to see far what away from Daenerys still. 
But, Dan, that doesn't really mean anything. You know that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's funny. Um, for all we know, that he'll be there next week. And it's almost, it's almost... It's very likely, considering the title of the... Um, oh, I guess really. Maybe not. I thought it was... if. Never mind. The title of next week's episode is Kill the Boy. That doesn't really make as much sense as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we go. let's go to Marine, because that's uh, the only place left to go to. And uh, we have more more like pleading to reopen the fighting pits on this the day of my daughter's no wait on this the day of the opening of the judicial opening of the fighting pits right um so daenerys is still saying no 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 no, uh not happening and so imagine this, this is the best way to put it imagine um nfl kickoff being canceled because a new president said uh the nfl is too brutal or something the the entire United States of America would rise up in um, <laughs> rise up and fucking overthrow the president if they could to to get their football back and this is pretty much that pretty, same yeah, idea. It, it's barbaric, but it's it's part of their culture. She yeah. like she still doesn't fully understand their culture and okay. she's trying to make it her own place rather than assimilating into theirs. Yeah, so right away you're like, oh, that's not going to work out well. Um, next we get a scene with uh, Sir Barristan, and this is where that point is. What I'm saying. Um, anytime someone gets a nice, well, not anytime, but most of the time when someone gets a nice scene, they die next. And this is, this is exactly what happens here. Barrison gets a really nice scene where he, like, mentions how, um, another mention of her brother, uh, uh, Rhaegar. Rhaegar. I, 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 want, I didn't want to say Rhaegar because I wasn't sure, but it, because, okay, so Rhaegar, who apparently was a really nice guy. So it seems, yeah. um, he's the, he's the king that should have been. Okay. So he would go out and, and sing, um, in, like, the poor parts of King's Landing. Um, and then they would go get drunk sometimes. It was just a really nice story. Um, but it does lead, like, so you, you get this, this, this version of the story where Rhaegar's a really nice guy and he goes and sings and it seems unlikely that he would kidnap and rape someone. You know what I mean? So, um, at least that's not how it's paint. He's painted in Barristan's eyes and Barristan's a pretty yeah, good guy. I mean, I don't know. Love can make a man do ridiculous things, I guess. I don't know. I, true. Um, I've always not, not an excuse to rape somebody. No, no, no. So you know, we're clear. <laughs> Thank you. That's very important. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, I've always liked Sir Barristan, even from like the first times we saw him, like way back in I think even season one, um, and season two, uh, when he like when he like threw off the gold cloak and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of uh, upsetting to you know jumping up ahead of here, but to see him die in this episode, and apparently he's. Uh, he doesn't die in the books, or at least has not at this point. He doesn't die in the books, um, and so he was pretty surprised to, to apparently the actor was pretty surprised that he was killed off in this. So uh, he's for sure dead, like that. Yeah, they, they, they talked about it. Yeah. Motherfuck. He's dead. He's for sure dead. I don't think. I think Grey Worm's still alive. I think is the takeaway there because he got saved from his throat being uh, slit, and then um, it's it's not clear. Like I mean, I guess they leave it. Pretty ambiguous. I guess we'll but, find out next week, but yeah, it didn't seem like you weren't sure if either of them were for sure yeah, dead. So they kind of collapsed. They've, so con- they've confirmed that Barrison's dead. It's not sure with Grey Worm is dead, which probably means he's still alive. Um, <laughs> Son of uh, a bitch. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so he sends <laughs> fucking, fucking Daenerys, <laughs> go sing a song for me. <laughs> sends Barrison to go, and he's just having a nice stroll through the streets, right? And then all of a sudden we we get this, this scene of like the uh, the sons of the harpy rising up, um, and so they corner this group of uh, 
of Unsullied. We find out one of them is uh, Grey Worm. And I gotta say, Unsullied, pretty soft uh, in this episode. Like, the... Um, the Sons of the Harpy aren't, aren't, like, they're not supposed to be some great warriors. They're just people with masks, right? Like, yeah. So, how did they dispatch, like, the Unsullied are supposed to be, like, some of the greatest warriors in the world. How do they get, like... The greatest soldiers. Yeah, sorry, soldiers. So, but, like, this isn't a war. Like, they are, they're, they were cornered, they were outnumbered, and they were surrounded. They, they were ambushed, right? I guess. I There's not only so much they can do in a close space like that. Well, they have spears, and they made like a like a circle. Like they, you should be able to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. They should have made. Maybe I, I, the whole thing their... is, Unsullied are supposed to be some of the best soldiers. So on a battlefield, in formation, fighting an, uh, another army, they would be unstoppable almost. Okay. But in, in an area like that, they can be overwhelmed. Okay, I'll, that's fair. I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we get another cool fight scene. Uh, again, I've, the fight scenes were pretty good in this uh, in this episode. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So Grey Worm, mortally wounded. And Sir Barrison's dead. It is, so the takeaway I from this is that with Sir Barrison dead and with Tyrion on his way to um, to see Danny, he could. I feel like Barrison would have been um, able to like would have to clear up any confusion about about uh, about Tyrion, right? Yeah. Because I don't know if I don't know, it's hard to say because I don't I don't know if he left before Tyrion was there. I, I don't remember now. But no, he left before Tyrion was there, but he still knew Tyrion. He yeah. knew everything that's been going on. That's why Barristan was so valuable. Like, he had yeah. so much insight about Westerosi history. So that might have been a good thing for Tyrion if he was still there, but now that's not Maybe. there, right? So, um, Fuck that. It makes me really mad. <laughs> didn't, sorry, I didn't mean to smile there. Um, so yeah, that's the episode. Uh, overall thoughts, Dan, what, did you, what do you think? Uh, like you said, lots of cool action. I'm very upset about Barristan now that I just found that out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, overall, I think with each episode, it's been picking up. Last episode and this one are two of my favorites. Uh, I love the Stannis scene, actually. Most that's my that We're going to do the favorite scene. That's my yeah. favorite scene, Stannis and Shireen. All right. My, well, I was, my was tossed up between Stannis and Shireen and um, the Jamie and Braun. But since you picked uh, Stannis and Shireen, I'll go with the Jamie and Braun scene. Um, but it's always just good to, again, for the Stannis and Shireen, it's good to point out and savor those moments that are <laughs> sweet and nice, so it's good to call that one out. Um, I really liked the like the backstory and filling in some gaps of, like, the like from years and years before the show even started, like, timeline-wise, mm-hmm. which is I really find interesting. Um, and the, part of the reason I do the show is so I can kind of better understand it, I can break it down and kind of figure it out, uh, which is nice. And I hope so we can do that for other people, too, which is well. Um but yeah, I don't know. Not as far as this episode go, it wasn't it wasn't a big standout for me. Um, it was it was a good like it was a really good like middle of the season episode. Yeah, yeah. It was know? just like a solid, reliable episode. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, the thing at the end was kind of. I was on the edge of my seat. I would say. Yeah, I, I, I honestly yeah. thought Grey Worm might die, but <laughs> boy, were you, boy were you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do we want to talk about um, the yeah. the John stuff for a sec? Okay. So again. I mentioned in the, at the very top of the show, we don't spoil anything from, from future books. So, Dan, you have to promise me now you're not going to yeah, spoil yeah. anything. I know. You're I gonna, know. This is a fan theory. Um, and only based purely on what we already as show watchers know, what is that theory? Okay. Um, it's, it's Based and, on this episode. Yeah. Like, okay. So, what we know about what, what uh, Littlefinger was, and Sasa were talking about is Lyanna Stark was kidnapped by Rhaegar Targaryen, raped, and killed. 
Yeah. Okay. And that's what kind of started everything on, on this path that we're on. Okay. But around that same time, a bunch of babies were born. Rob, John, Daenerys, and I think there's one other that were born around that same time. Okay. And it's kind of – so Ned fathered Rob on Catelyn and then went to war like right away. Yeah. So Catelyn was pregnant when he left and then he came back with a bastard child. Yeah. Assume, you know, some girl along the way, she had his yeah. baby, and then he took it back because that's the honorable thing okay. to do. So, whatever. Clues in this episode. Stannis makes a comment about how he doesn't, he never found um, uh, Ned to be the type to, to like, to yeah. fuck to some random and, and tavern wench, right? We, we all understand that. He, he was a man of honor. Yeah. He was one of the most honorable men in the Seven Kingdoms. He would never just do that. So she wouldn't have been some tavern wench. She would have been someone that he truly cared about. Yeah. Okay. Right? Um, so a, a lot of one of the popular series is that Ashura Dane. It's not a boy. It's not in the show. Whatever. But yeah. there's so some lady that they, some highborn lady that everybody thought Ned and her had a thing. Yeah. But the whole okay. Anyways, cutting to the meat of it. The, the, the theory is that John is not Ned's son, but rather he is Lyanna's son. Rhaegar either raped her or they were actually meant to be together. Like they loved each other yeah. and they had a baby together. And John is actually her son. Okay. So it would be Ned's nephew, and then he did the honorable. He he took care of the baby after Lyanna died and Rhaegar died because if Robert found out, he would have destroyed. He would have killed the baby. Yeah. Okay. So he he took the baby into his under his into his care, and he to allowed him, him his honor to be besmirched. So everybody thinks that he did that, but that's the only way the baby's gonna survive. Okay. So in yeah. in a way, that's kind of the more honorable route, right? So the the idea here is that he is half Targaryen, half. Yes. Stark. So at the scene with Castle Black, when Melisandre's coming on to him and saying that he has that power in his blood, she would need King's blood in order to make that happen. Yeah. And he would have been half Targaryen. He would have had Rhaegar's blood in him, technically King's blood, right? Okay. So um, yeah, that's there's definitely a lot of hints in this, <laughs> clues in this episode for for that theory. Which is it's gratifying to me because like for a long time it was just a theory and it's like you know something like my mother and I talk about all the time and whatever and like now the fact that they're hinting at it this much I feel like it's becoming more of a reality unless uh, yeah, they're just not, screwing with us. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, obviously the showrunners know that that's a fan theory, so maybe they're just kind of trying to like you know red herring, you know, yeah, um, or something. Uh, but that is that is definitely interesting. Uh, I imagine there's more sense. hints from the book. I, yes, I, I bet you, you obviously don't need to tell me, um, but it does. It does make a lot of sense, and that like so you take into account that you have the the line from Stannis, you have mm -hmm. the line from uh, you have the look from Littlefinger about the raped and uh, kidnapped thing, right? You have um, Melisandre's um, advancements, right? Wait, which what does she see in John, right? Exactly. Um, so and th those three are pretty. I mean, the Littlefinger one's not as much, but. Uh, are all pretty strong. Well, it uh, is because Littlefinger was there, and mm. even though he was young, he he you know he's a very observant dude, and he yeah. he had a different understanding of events. Okay, all right, and so, especially uh, and George, like or sorry, uh, Barristan, like Rhaegar was the the right king. He was a nice guy. He was also an honorable and and uh, right. virtuous man. He wouldn't have t uh, kidnapped and raped somebody. So it just doesn't make sense. So the idea is that uh, Ned went off to war, right, yes. and then killed Rhaegar. No, Robert, did. Robert Robert Baratheon killed Rhaegar on the Trident. But at this point, okay, so this is from the books, and this is from Book One. Do we talk about this stuff? Because it's it's not necessarily a spoiler. Uh, as long as it's not a spoiler, then it's fine, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a dream sequence from Book One where Ned is remembering when he found his sister when she when Lyanna died. Yeah. So at this point, it was in Dorne. It was in Northern Dorne, 
and she was being protected by four knights of the king's guard okay so why would she have king's guard right because well, i Rhaenyra guess told them but that. that's also from the book so that's not that necess- didn't necessarily happen in the show i guess um so I yeah that's this is definitely something to follow. I mean, everyone's always been interested in like more about John, right? I mean, everyone likes John. There's a reason. Well, that's one of the big mysteries is who's John's mother, right? That's always yeah. been a thing. But then, like, maybe we were all wrong. Then Tyler, who's his father, you know? Mm. Okay. Well, we'll follow that. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about this from this episode, or anything else we want to mention? It, it, and this one is is much more unlikely, but it's just something that, that people have talked about, and then I've kind of thought about it on my own. Um. So when Cyril Pharrell, you remember Cyril Pharrell? Cyril Pharrell. Uh, Are you yeah, dancing? That, yeah, 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 yeah. So he, he, it was never really clear whether or not he died, right? It's not. No, it's it left ambiguous. Yeah. So what if that was Jacques and Agar in a different face? Hmm. Think about right because why would Jacques and Agar be in the in the cells? Why would he be going with the Night's Watch? He could have escaped any time he wanted to, right? Yeah, exactly. But well, he no, went off yeah. with Arya. But that's the first time we've seen him is as soon as the the attack on King's Landing and all that stuff. When Sirio quote unquote dies, Jack and Agar pops up and he's gone with Arya on this thing. And they both talk about the God of Death so much. They both are kind of mentoring Arya. Yeah. And they're both from Bravos. True. That you know that's a good. So I've had people explain the thing about him why he can't why he didn't just escape whenever he wanted was that he has some sort of weird, like moral religious like. Yeah, but that was, rules. that was only after Arya saved him because the god of death was owed those three lives because they were supposed to die. But before that, why was he in that cage? Why was he in the black cells? It's true. That's a good point. The, it's, it is kind of weird. It's like, why? But like, the thing is, why would, at, when Ciro first came, he came because Ned paid him to come. Like, it, like there's no nothing. Yeah. So, like, why would he do all this crap? But I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to think about. Except in the books, I'm pretty sure Jacques Nagar is Larathi, not Bravosi. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not 100. Pos- it would be cool if that ends up being the case. It's very like full circle. I like that. I like when things wrap up nicely, like with a bow. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. But, like the more I think about it, it's like there, I don't understand the purpose of that unless there's like some <laughs> yeah. big, you know, cosmic being that sees something in Arya. Because why would some dude just randomly do that? Yeah. Unless was. unless Cyril Pharrell is his real face and then Jacken has been a, a, a different face, you know, then he saw something in Arya while he was training her and then he did all this to kind of follow her along and help her as he, best he could. Yeah, I guess. But then if he's so like, but if he was so like ingrained with that, like the, like his like cult essentially, yeah. why was he just like, why was he just hired on to come? You know what well, I mean. That's, that's like, never made sense because he was. He said he was the first, quote unquote, the first sort of bravos, which is like he is essentially like the Lord Commander of the King's Guard for the the Titan uh, for the, the whatever bravos, the Lord of Bravos, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, why would that dude just come? Like, he would have to pay him a lot of money to come and just train some kid, right? Yeah, that's it weird. never really made sense. So maybe he uh, was uh, faking it. I don't know. I honestly, I honestly, I honestly don't know. But theories are fun. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this. There's so many mysteries in in within the books. That's like you go the back. John one. The John one's cool, and I, that's someone, probably the biggest one. Okay, well then I'm we spoiling will, anything. Yeah, well again, so make sure to follow us on Twitter at Tower Babblecast. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Tower Babblecast again as well. But everything get uh, everything Tower Babel is at our website www.towerofbabblepodcast.com. Uh, that's where you'll find all these episodes as well as our other podcasts as well. Um, and uh, yeah so we'll be back in uh, one week with season 5 episode 5 Kill the Boy that's interesting to see what that will be about so 
Alrighty, we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. This week's Game of Thrones cover is a electric guitar cover by Kiefer Okeon. That's K-F-I-R-O-C-H-A-I-O-N. You can find all his music on YouTube.